the Pro Wrestling Bowl. 35 short stories, including Harley Race, Ricky Morton, Tracy Smothers, and Tim Storm. Along with 300 photos from the independent scene. Taken from Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama. Get your book today by going to WrestleVille.com or LanceByChance.com. WrestleVille, it's where wrestling lives. Are you a fan of pro wrestling, comedy, and combat sports? Then we have the podcast for you, because we cover that and much, much more. Do you like to debate with your friends? Do we have the perfect segment for you? It's the 531, where we take any given subject, break it down to a top five. From there, we debate it down to three, and then into that number one spot. If you want to get a hold of us, find us on our social media. Search Working Fans Podcast on any major social media platform. And if you want to find the podcast, search for us on any major podcast platform as well as YouTube. Working Fans Podcast. We put in the work so you don't have to. Welcome to the Combat Cast. It's the man they call David Chevaruni. We're back. We're going to have some stuff to talk about today. Chevy, why don't we just tell them what they got coming up? All right, August 20th. We're looking forward to UFC 278. That's Usman versus Edwards 2. And then September 3rd, we're going to have a Paris fight night. That'll be Gone versus Tuavasa, 3 p.m fight card yes and then september 10th uh, another pay-per-view ufc 279 Kia- kimaev versus diaz oh okay 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 yeah. kimaev or that was i always thought it was chimaev i know chimaev kimaev yeah i would i've heard a thousand different pronunciations for all of his names so all right man let's get into last week's fight card first every single fight was a finish Mm -hmm. (laughs) before we talk about this main card a little bit any i mean you could talk about everything was any fights you want to talk about on the undercard i mean I'll, i'll say one brian battle yeah brian battle that that ko was brutal i mean he looked great poor sato he got kicked in the face yeah and then he called out ian gary and oh who else did he want brian barbarino too yeah because he so. said he spells his name wrong yeah <laughs> but they spell their they spell their name the same though i always thought that was <laughs> so ridiculous yeah. but i mean you know what good on him he gets a finish he makes the most of the mic he calls out two gettable opponents you know that yep. have buzz around them but you know, that's in his wheelhouse, he could get those fights. Oh, so yeah. smart. that was, was real smart. Yeah, it was I, one of the bo- best call outs like I've heard in a while. I feel like people have been, they either call out somebody completely unattainable. They're calling out Nganu or Floyd Mayweather, Connor or some shit, or they're, I'll fight whoever the UFC puts in front of me. So I, good on Brian Battle. Absolutely. Should we get in this main card? Yeah. All right, Terrence McKinley, submission, rear naked, rear naked choke, round one. What you think? Terrence is a problem for sure. You know, in his last fight, he gassed out, but it was a, an amazing first round against Drew Dober. But with all the work that both guys are putting in, I'm not surprised he gassed out. But eventually, you know, he's going to have to make it past the first round, and, and that might be difficult for him. But he looked great, gets the finish, good finish for him. I'm, I'm excited every time he fights. And I, I, I like his call out of Patty, too. Yeah, I that's a good point. actually, he's the kind of guy you could put Patty with in there. They both haven't really. I mean, Patty's gone past the first round in the UFC, but it's been a finish every time for a second round. And now you got Terrence, who doesn't like to go past round one. I think it'll be fireworks. I think Terrence. I don't know. Do you make could could you make that fight, or do you UFC is Terrence too much of a 
potential trouble, you know, to keep Patty away from. I think the UFC doesn't want to make that fight. They want to build Patty. That's too dangerous of a fight with someone who doesn't have quite the name yet, even though he does have, you know, like all first round finishes, he he hasn't beat the best of the best. And I don't think they want to risk Patty losing to him. So I don't think we'll see that fight, but it is a good call out because if he does get the fight, that's a huge fight for his career. Absolutely. Sergey Spivak, Spivak, TKO round two over Augusto Sakai. Oh, this guy. Spivak is just levels above Augusto, especially on the ground. It's been a tough run for Sakai. I think he might get cut after this. I think that's like four in a row or something. So Spivak's a real problem in the division for sure. So people better keep an eye on him. I'd like to see him maybe fight Alexander Volkov. Just looking at the rankings, they're near each other. They haven't fought. And I don't think, you know, obviously Tuavasa and Gone are booked. And we talked about before another episode, I don't think Curtis Blades is fighting anybody except one of the top guys right now. And mm-hmm. obviously Aspinall's hurt. So I think Alexander Volkov makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it's a great matchup. Then I believe, look at that, Juliana Miller. She won TKO round three. And this was the woman's flyweight ultimate fighter. Yeah, Miller was just way stronger in the clinch than Brogan and much better on the ground, too. She had her, yeah, she had top position almost the entire fight. So I thought she was a shitty competitor. I know they had a little bit of heat, but she, you know, gave her the DX suck it sign after she TKO'd her and then pushed her while she was on the ground. I mean, if you do that, you're a piece of shit in my book. So I hope she gets fucked up in her next fight. So I actually wanted to see her I get booked maybe against Molly McCann. And that's not going to happen. We found a, there's a fight today. And I, but my reasoning was she won the ultimate fighter. Molly's only ranked 15. So she's actually right there. And Molly always has buzz going around her because of these England shows and her connection to Patty. So mm-hmm. I thought, hey... This is not a bad fight to make if she loses whatever, you know, but you'd have the ultimate fighter buzz versus somebody who's been doing that. But yeah, I think they should match her up against Valentina right now. <laughs> you want to see your ass kicked. <laughs> Learn some humility. <laughs> yeah, uh, I can't say I blame you there. I understand. Now, Muhammad Usman, the brother of Kamara Usman, maybe the dangerous, most dangerous brother combination of all time. We'll see. KO, round two, he looks dangerous, but I mean, he's very new in his career, obviously. You can tell about this fight. I just, for potential fights, I just had to take it slow with this guy because obviously he's new and it would heavyweight. It's hard almost not to rush that heavyweight anyway. Right. So let's just try to get these guys, get these guys some good fights. Yeah. I mean, I thought he was losing that fight up until he landed that, you know, check hook or whatever he is a super powerful man for sure but technically like his fundamentals are just awful Um, yeah yeah, i say that with as much respect as possible because at heavyweight you can get away with that when you're just super powerful but yeah zach's i still don't remember how to pronounce his last name but his fundamentals his athleticism on the feet he was looking great until he just got clipped and he was out for a long time and it wasn't you know it was just a short check hook and it put him out for a long time so Usman's power is super scary. So, you know, he's going to be a problem for a lot of guys in the division. Now, I think you're right. They do, they should bring him along, you know, fairly slowly because he, he's definitely green. He has a lot to work on. But when your brother is the pound for pound number one, you're probably, you know, going to have the best training partner that you can find. So. Right. Yeah, so hopefully he makes up some ground here. Jeff Neal, we called this one. KO over Vincente Luque, round three. What do you think of this fight? 
Well, I thought Luke was going to win, but oh, you did. Oh, I thought yeah. you oh, you disagreed with me on this one. Okay, yeah, I, I thought that Luke looked a shell of himself, really, and, and I leave that. You know, I, I credit that to Jeff Neal. I mean, Jeff Neal has never looked as great as he did, especially in that first round. I mean, every shot was just landing on Luke and hard, and so Luke couldn't get any offense going and. Safe Saud is Jeff Neal's coach, and he was just feeding the lines from the uh, uh, the octagon side the whole fight, telling him exactly what he needed to be doing, you know, encouraging and pushing him on. And w- when fights are in the apex, that's the kind of stuff I want to hear. You know, if you can't hear the crowd, I want to hear the coaching. So it was nice yeah. to hear that. That's the first time Luke's been finished, I believe. That's a, Definitely first time he's been knocked out. So and that's a big feather in Jeff Neal's cap. I'm excited to see where he goes from here. You know, he's going to have some big fights coming up after that. I actually, so I got one for this one too. Jeff Neal, number eight versus number five, Bahil Muhammad. Yeah, that's, uh, I think maybe they have fought before. I think that Neal has a win over Bilal a few years ago. So that would be a good rematch, I think. Yeah, but Muhammad's out outranking him right now. Yeah. I'll- curious uh yeah you are correct he has a decision victory in 2019 right a decision victory too that, yeah. that's super impressive with muhammad's wrestling so yeah i bet muhammad would like to get that one back so yeah it's a good matchup jamal hill main event diago santos tko round four i didn't get to watch this one i heard it was back and forth and a crazy fight what did you see it was the most damage on hill's face that i've seen for sure But I thought, you know, he did take some shots, some heavy shots. So I was impressed with his toughness, but he just kept coming forward through everything. Tiago just got worn out, you know, which he's been known to do. He gasses out because he's so muscly. But I was impressed with, I think he knew that his job is, you know, possibly on the line if he had a bad performance. So while he did lose, I thought that he showed he still belongs with those top guys. Because even though he fatigued, he stayed in there as long as he could. He was tough. He was still swinging back. The finishing sequence, he just got so tired that he turned his back and started to run away. And you can't do that against somebody with a killer instinct like Jamal Hill. So he jumped on him and and finished him. So good on Hill. Hill's super dangerous. I believe his only loss was that loss to Paul Craig where he got his arm broken. I mean, he has the right mentality. His aggressiveness in and out of the octagon is confidence he's a scary dude yeah he learned from that paul craig fight too he absolutely he was overconfident i think the next fight for him it might be fun he's number six number four alexander rakic one of your guys there right rakic he had that knee injury so i'm not sure how long he'll be out for but stylistically that matchup is fantastic we will see vera versus cruz this weekend before we get to the main card Man, I got a feeling there might be a prelim fight or two you're looking at here because I see a couple. Yeah, so Angela Hill's fighting somebody I didn't know, but I do always like to watch Angela Hill fight. So keep an eye out for that one. I think she's the main event of the prelims. And then Cynthia Calvillo versus Nina Nunez. That's a fight that got postponed until this card. So I'm excited for that one. And then Ode Osborne yes. versus Tyson Nam. So Ode Osborne is an someone that everyone should be keeping an eye on he is super dangerous i think you know this early early on but i think he has all of the skills to become champ at some point so definitely keep an eye out for ode osborne absolutely that was what i was thinking of too he got a performance of the night in his last fight and he's definitely somebody to look out for yeah very exciting well-rounded fighter 
All right. We got producer Joe in the comments. What's up, guys? How you doing, Joe? Yeah, I think he likes the new setup. I think so. what he's told me. He said something about we have to talk about it off air, so I'm sure that's good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. First fight on this main card, Gerald Mishart. He's 34 and 15, six KOs, 26 subs, two decisions. And then we got him fighting Bruno Silva, who's 22 and seven, 19 KOs, three decisions. This feels like striker versus rapper here. Like, Mershart's a submission guy, 26 subs. Yeah, so Bruno Silva is the opponent that Alex Pereira fought. So so he lost a decision to Alex Pereira. That's impressive at that point. Two KO guys, you know, he survived all that damage. He's Brazilian, so I assume he has a black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. So he's going to be able to handle himself on the ground. If he can keep it standing, he'll KO Mearshart in the first round. I like Gerald Mearshart. So, I mean, the guy's a finisher for sure. If he gets it down, he has the skills to get any number of chokes. But I think in this one, the UFC is kind of feeding him to Bruno. So I'm going to go with Bruno by first round KO. I agree. Ariane Lipsky, she's 14 and 7, 6 KOs, 3 subs, 5 decision, taking on Priscilla Cachia? Cachia? Cachuera. Cachuera. 11 and 4, 6 KOs, 5 decisions. I like Cachuera here, actually, I think. Right. This was a fight that got canceled like the day of the fight last week. So we talked a little bit about this one. I'm going to go with Lipsky by decision. I I think both girls are very tough and Lipsky needs to mind her P's and Q's to avoid getting knocked out, but I think she's going to get a decision. Sounds good. All right. I'll get Priscilla by decision. Devin Clark, 13 and six, four KOs, one subs, eight decisions, taking on Asmot Merzirkanov. Better than I would have done, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> 11 and 0 8 KOs one sub two decision as my undefeated here i like an undefeated prospect so i don't know much about him but i'll take him let's say let's look at that record here again four KOs one subs uh, or eight KOs i'm sorry looking at the wrong record here yeah so yeah i'll go KO round two yeah I, clark is super tough and yeah. he's durable but i think the fc setting him up to lose on this one there it's yeah. a show showcase fight for Asmat. And I think Ozma, again, I think it's going to be a first round KO. I think they're just going to, the bell rings. They're both going to go to the center and brawl. Now, here's two names I'm going to definitely struggle with today. Women's strawweight, Lasman Jaguri, 8-0, 6 KOs, 2 decisions. Iceman Lukenin, 13-4, I think it is Lucinda, her last name. I think it's Yasmin. Uh, yeah, versus, I wrote down. Yeah. Uh, yep, I forgot to put, yep, that's fine. That would have been easier to send though. 13 and 4, 8 KOs, 2 subs, 3 decisions. Again, I'll take the undefeated here, Lasman, but I'm going to go with decision. Yeah, I don't know very much about either one of these fighters, <laughs> but I was looking through all their records and who they fought. I think this could be a war, but mm. I'm going to go with Yasmin by KO. Uh, I'm going to say third round. I'm going to say that Lucindo um, survives to the third. When she gets tired, she gets KO'd. Then we got David Onama, 10 and 1. Six KOs, four subs against Nate Landwehr. Landwehr, uh, yeah. Landwehr, yeah. 15 and four, eight KOs, one sub, six decisions. I remember seeing Nate fight before. I remember some fireworks, if I remember correctly, too. There's a lot of names we don't know on this card that I feel like the UFC is potentially trying to spotlight. I feel like this might be another one of those here with this 10 and run record, six KOs, four subs. This guy's only had finishes in his career. And yeah, I don't know. Something in my bones again. I'm going with David Onama here. I'm going to say he gets the finish. I'll go round two TKO. Yeah, I think this is similar to that Devin Clark fight where Nate 
is super tough, but Onama is a very scary fighter. He's super athletic, very powerful. James Kraus, he, so he fights out of Glory MMA with James Kraus, so Kraus will have him ready to go. I, I think that Nate's tough, so he'll survive to round two before Onama KOs him. All right, we'll still see. And then main event time. This one I'm excited about. Marlon Chidavera, 19-7-1. He's better than that record is, too, by the way. He's fought some of the best in the world, and he's constantly improving. 7-0, and eight subs, four decisions, performance of the night four times, most stoppage wins in UFC Bantamweight division history. Dominic Cruz, guy's a legend. 24-3, seven KOs, one sub, 16 decisions. He's been the Bantamweight championship twice, three successful title events, fight of the night four times, performance of the night once, former WEC Bantamweight champion as well. Guy's been around the block. He's, again, only three losses. Faber. Only, only to champions. He's only right. ever yeah. lost to the champion. Yeah. Yeah, Faber, Cody, and whatever his last one was, too. Henry Cejudo. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So he's just about as good as it gets. I just feel like he's getting a little older. He's more than capable of showing me up and making us all wrong here. There was a thing years ago. I remember when UFC really started, when they first got on Fox, and Dominic Cruz was becoming like one of the analysts. And you could see some of the guys who became analysts were becoming better fighters. And Cruz was one of like those guys for sure. Like all his time away, he just takes time out to get better and better. But guys always had problems with injuries. His body gets hurt. And I feel like Marlon Vera is just on top of his game right now. He's looking like a better, better fighter all the time. Jason Perillo has him just cooking. I like the chemistry between them. I think, and Vera's the kind of guy too, when he fights, he's not a guy, he's not a point fighter. And uh, but I don't mean that he's like, oh, he's just he fights recklessly to knock you out. But he has like a game plan. They're working on their game plan to exit, whether it's attack your legs, whether it's just to outstrike you, whatever that is, you know, in the clinch, he's getting good all over. He's the younger fighter. He's on the come up here. I like Vera. I like him to finish Cruz. Cruz is tough. Cruz is technical. I don't think Vera will rush this. But I say round three or four. I'm going to go round three. TKO. I think Vera's going to tear up those legs. And he's going to put the work on him. TKO round three. I agree with everything you said about Marlon Vera. His work rate. You know, his cardio. He runs like 10 miles a day. You know, the fact that he is an intelligent fighter. But goes for damage. He's not a point fighter. But I just think Cruz is so cerebral. He's so smart. His footwork is so good. I'm hoping that he can avoid those leg kicks with that footwork. Now, I don't think he's going to hurt Marlon, but I think he is going to mix the wrestling up with the striking and he's going to land on him and and he's going to outlast him. I just can't go against Cruz. He's only ever lost to champions and I know he's getting older, but and he has a lot of fights. But he gets a lot of time off in between fights, too. So I think he's fresh. He's ready to go make this last run probably at a title. And I, I think, you know, the winner of this is one fight away from a title shot, I think. So for both guys, I think this is a big fight. But I'm going to go with Cruz by decision. I would not be surprised in any outcome of this fight. And both guys are spectacular. So I'm looking forward to this one. Yeah, absolutely. You got me thinking here a little bit. Take a look at some of these Bantamweight rankings before we get out of here. Just because it is one of the most fun divisions, really. So TJ Dillashaw is fighting next for the title. Then we got Peter Yan versus Sean O'Malley. 
I feel like Jan, they're not probably trying to rush him and Sterling. So, but I could see that fight happening again if he wins. If O'Malley wins for some reason, which I can't see O'Malley beating Jan, but let's say he beats Jan, he's getting fast tracked for sure. You think? I think maybe the winner of this fights the winner of that. It depends on the outcome. If if you know O'Malley has some spectacular knockout of Jan, yeah, he gets a title shot right away. Can he beat Jan any other way? No. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm talking like some one punch KO stuff, right? But uh, you know without taking any damage he just dominates i don't see that happening and then it also depends on the finish of of marlin and cruz if marlin has some spectacular finish does he have enough clout to push through you know skip over yan if yan wins maybe skip over o'malley probably not there's another there's some variables there's one other fight, too, coming up, too. Marab versus Jose Aldo. Yeah. So I, I wonder how that plays out, because I know that Aljo and Marab are close, close right. teammates. So I don't know if they want to fight. I know that I, I think Aljo's talked about moving up when yeah. it's Marab's you know, time to Marab, be champion. Or he wants to go up to featherweight. Marab's talked about even going down to flyweight. I don't he- think he can do that. And actually, yeah, his coach, Ray Longo, said, yeah, we're not going to do that. He said, if Alger wanted to go up to featherweight, he's like, I, I'm happy to see these two guys are such great teammates. They don't want to fight. He said, I think it's great. And that's the thing about Ray Longo, too, if you ever listen to him. Like, he's like, if these guys want to fight, they'll do it. They'll figure it out. And they'll work it out. But he's more than happy. Like, he loves the teamwork and mm-hmm. the So I think that that's great. And. But yeah, we don't need to see Marab at flyweight. <laughs> I, I think if Aljo wins or if Aldo wins, you know, he has such a name value. He's a legend. He's Early. later on in his career. It's possible he skips the line too. So, yeah. And and I would love to see him fight literally anyone that we've talked about. So, Bantamweight division is just fantastic, especially right. at the top. I mean, I'm looking at Corey Sanhagen. Right. We can't forget about him either. Number four. And I don't know. I mean, obviously, he's coming off loss, so he probably won't be in that mix right now. But, like, and then you got Rob Font right there at seven. And, like, Pedro Munoz is, like, number nine. Song Yudong, 10. Like, this is Song Yudong is, you know, he's been looking tremendous his last few fights, too. So, guys should keep an eye on him, too. Yeah. He's a tough matchup for some guys. Is an embarrassment of riches. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Fantastic yeah. division. It really is. Even uh, Ricky Simon at number 11. Simone, excuse me. Ricky Simone at number 11. Frankie Edgar at 12. Sean O'Malley is actually number 13, who's getting that crazy fight with Jan. Umar Nogamadov, I think. I'm yep. to, Jack Shore, I think we just recently saw a fight too. Like, yep. this is all, all top, top guys. It'll be very interesting to see how this all plays out. But. Those will be fights we could talk about in the future. So why don't we tell people we got coming up one more time? So before we do that, I just want to talk a little bit. We didn't talk about the PFL card before, but Anthony Pettis lost to Stevie Ray. That I think that's like three losses in a row for Pettis or something in PFL. So not good for him. I, I don't know if they sign him back. I don't know how much money he's making when he's not winning the million dollars. So I, yeah, I think he has his own promotion. Maybe he needs to fight in his own promotion. <laughs> yeah, book himself some fights. Yeah. Two losses in a row. Two losses. Okay. Yeah. Both two. Stevie, Stevie Ray. Stevie Ray. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. 
Maybe stop fighting Stevie Ray. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe it's just a bad matchup for him, I yeah. guess. So. Yeah, one it was the submission twister. That was two fights ago. And then the last one was just the decision. So, mm. yeah, I just maybe that's it. You know, I, I say he's going to come back then. Being that he's had two losses to the same person, you try to adapt, and then we'll see how he does next year. Now, yeah, don't, don't fight a grappler this time. Yeah, see what we can set him up with. Yeah, but yeah, and there was some other. I will say one more thing too. Kayla Harrison. There's been talks about trying to book her with Cyborg now too, and the founder of the PFL has actually gone out and really wants to make this fight, and he's talking about a million dollars each, and the winner gets two million. And he said this is the fight to make. I hope they get it done. I think Scott Coker would probably be more than willing to work with them. And that's probably the biggest woman's featherweight fight you can really make without having Amanda Nunes in there. And I don't see the UFC really messing around with that right now. Right. And does... So Cyborg fights at featherweight, right? But does Kayla Harris, she fights at lightweight, right? Or is it featherweight? So this would be her first, the first time we'd see her at featherweight too. So that'd be a good showcase for a fight against Amanda in the future, possibly. It would be. Now, here's the thing too. Like Cyborg, because Harrison is fighting at lightweight and there's just not a lot of, you know, top elite lightweight female competitors. It's just none. There's none. Yeah, there's none. So we don't know what she's going to do with a person like Cyborg, who has fought nothing but the elite and is probably more comfortable at that weight class than Kayla Harrison would be. So, yeah. yeah, and probably has more tools in a mixed martial arts fight than Kayla Harrison. Yeah, the, definitely better on the feet for sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a great matchup. I, w- I would definitely love to see that fight, you know. Man, I hope. Why did they did that? And Bella, they co-promoted it, and they had that Mohegan Sun. Oh, oh yeah, we we definitely have to figure that one out for sure. Yeah, yeah. so sure. oh, hopefully man. that happens, and it happens soon. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. August twentieth, we're going to be previewing UFC two seventy eight Usman versus Edwards two, and September third, UFC Fight Night Gone versus Tuivasa. That'll be a three p.m. Eastern card, and then September tenth, we're going to be previewing UFC two seventy nine Hazmat versus Nate Diaz. Which is very interesting, too. We're going to have a couple pay-per-views close together here, too. Mm-hmm. So, very interesting. And then I think the one after that is Abu Dhabi, where we'll have a nice, very early start time for a change, too. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be a wicked early fight. Yeah. That's, that's a stack card, too. That's Moxley, yeah, versus Charles Oliveira, O'Malion, and Sterling Dillashaw. Yeah, the UFC's been spoiling us a bit lately. I mean, that last card was sort of a dud, but look at it. It was all finishes, literally all finishes. So yeah. you, you really can't miss any of these cards. No, no, no. We'll have to start trying to catch the contender series a little more, too. A lot of stuff yeah. going on yeah, I think this, there's eight weeks in this season, so I think they just did two or three. Yeah, Tuesday out. nights at like 8 o'clock, I believe. So we'll have to try to catch those. ESPN Plus. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning into the Combat Cast. We'll check you out at the fights. All right, so that wraps us up for this week. Thank you again for listening to the Working Fans Podcast. So as always, you can find us on Twitter at Fans Working. Our Facebook page is Working Fans Wrestling Pod. We have email where you can reach out to us and let us know what you think also. That's Working Fans Wrestling Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, Working Fans Wrestling underscore pod. And then as always, please continue to listen to us on Anchor.fm, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, all your major platforms. 
If you're following us on Apple Podcasts, which we are also on now, and YouTube, please make sure you subscribe and give us a five-star rating. It helps us bring you these podcasts where we get to talk to you and talk with you every week. 